Hello everyone and welcome back to Air Magique. Let's talk about the most magical place in Europe. I'm Eric and this is the episode for the fourth week of May. Yes, today we'll be talking about Disney Village, which is the shopping, dining, and entertainment complex at Disneyland Paris. And we'll once again be joined by the fabulous Niels, who you know from our previous Hotels at Disneyland Paris episode, and from his amazing Instagram at Capturing Disney Parks. You guys, we had so much to say on the subject that this is going to be a two-parter episode. But before we get into all that, some park news. The now-defunct Armageddon attraction over at Walt Disney Studios Park is now a full-on construction zone. The construction walls are up and are rocking some cool graphic teasers with the headline Marvel, quote, Recruitment Begins, end quote. Parkgoers can still head on over to the Rock and Roller Coaster until September, but boy, the whole area does feel like a complete construction zone. Disney is really kicking the Marvel retheming into gear. The garage entry at Motors Action Stunt Show has been completely walled off. Parkgoers wishing to see the show now have to enter over by the Studio Tram Tour and the Tower of Terror. While Armageddon's main show building remains intact for the most part, <laughs> the exception being the gaping hole, that's all that remains of the attraction sign. New details surrounding the lake that will be placed in the Walt Disney Studios Park have also been announced. That gorgeous new waterhole will not only add some flair to the park, but also acts as a unique entertainment stage with a 360-degree viewing area. Similar to how the lakes over at Tokyo Disney Sea and Animal Kingdom in Walt Disney World feature nighttime spectacles, so will our fancy new lake. This thing is going to be fitted with the latest technologies to provide water-based entertainment, complete with fountain, music, lights, and various special effects. I for one can't wait to see what kind of nighttime shows we're going to get. There's also a possibility that we will get a daytime lake show, which would be really cool. The lake is also going to act as a gateway to the new immersive lands that will surround it, one of course being Frozen's famous Port of Arendelle at the base of a 40 meter high mountain. Fans of Star Wars will get to live their own adventure in the neighboring park area dedicated to a galaxy far, far away. Both areas will be complete experiences, with each not only featuring one new attraction, but each land will also house new dining locations, shops, and character encounters. Similar to Disneyland Park in California, the new development will be concealed from the outside world by a tall landscape berm at the perimeter that will mitigate the potential impact to the neighboring region. In other news, the Themed Entertainment Association, also known as TEA, and AECOM's Economics Practice have released the 2018 Theme Index and Museum Index, featuring the rankings of annual attendance for theme parks worldwide. And yes, Disneyland Paris has made it into the top 20. Here's the breakdown. Now I'm not going to bore you with the full list here, but here are the top 13 Disney parks based on attendance. At number one, it's the Magic Kingdom Walt Disney World Resort with 20,859,000 visitors. That's a 2% increase over the previous year. At number two, it's Disneyland Resort with 18,666,000 visitors. That's also a 2% increase over the previous year. At number 3, it's Tokyo Disneyland, Tokyo Disney Resort, with 17,907,000 visitors, that's a 7.9% increase. At number 4, Tokyo Disney Sea, Tokyo Disney Resort, with 14,651,000 visitors, that's a 8.5% increase. At number 6, Disney's Animal Kingdom, Walt Disney World Resort, with 13,750,000 visitors, that's a 10% increase. Number 7, oh, we're halfway through. Epcot at Walt Disney World with 12,444,000 visitors, also a 2% increase. 
And number eight is the newest Disney resort, Shanghai Disneyland. Shanghai Disney Resort with 11,800,000 visitors. That's a 7.3% increase. Number nine, Disney's Hollywood Studios, Walt Disney World with 11,258,000. That's a 5% increase. Number 12, Disney's California Adventure, Disneyland Resort, 9,861,000 visitors. That's a 3% increase. Here we go, finally. Number 13, Disneyland Park, Disneyland Paris with 9,843,000 visitors. That's a 1.9% increase. Right behind us is Hong Kong Disneyland at number 16, Hong Kong Disneyland Resort with 6,700,000 visitors. That's an 8.1% increase. And last but not least, well, maybe least, at number 23, it's Walt Disney Studios Park, Disneyland Paris with 5 million. 298,000 visitors. That's also a 1.9% increase over the previous year. And there you go. Those are the top 13 parks according to attendance. Walt's and American Restaurant has also reopened in Disneyland Park and Disneyland Paris with an updated menu. Parkgoers can once again enjoy dining in this Everyman's Club 33 amongst a timeless backdrop of Walt's finest moments in rooms themed to reflect the six worlds of Disneyland Park. And last but not least, the Last Chance Cafe has also reopened for the season. Yes, the days are getting longer and warmer, so if you want to save some moolah, this is the most affordable quick service dining location in the park. Yes, Disney Village, it's kind of like Downtown Disney at Disneyland in California, Disney Springs at Disney World, and XBRE at Tokyo Disneyland. However, what it basically boils down to is a great alternative to get some grub after a fun-filled day at the parks. Or for those of you who are looking to do something other than the parks themselves, there are several great entertainment, shopping, and dining options available, which Niels and I are about to break down for you. First of all, Niels, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi, Eric. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show again. Yeah, so let's take a look at the entertainment options first at Disney Village. I'm going to start right off with Concerts at Billy Bob's. So like the name implies, it is a concert venue and it's located right across from the sports bar. It's kind of a little bit confusing. That's because Billy Bob's La Grange, which is the Tex-Mex buffet, is located in the same building on the third floor. But we're just talking about the concert now, which is a separate entrance and it's free. <laughs> it's rated 3.5 out of 5 stars on TripAdvisor. Reviewers really enjoyed the music, but found the drinks and snacks kind of pricey. So yeah, first of all, I'll be honest with you guys. I haven't been there myself because after a long, long day at the parks, I've always been way too exhausted. It's always been just dinner and bed for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me the same. I've also never been there. So um, I also don't really have to add something here. <laughs> I also <laughs> prefer going to the to the parks and, and after a, a busy day. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, ha have a good uh, dinner and maybe do some shopping and yeah. then go to bed. I like have the biggest respect for people who have enough energy left over to, to go and uh, have fun at a concert. But maybe it's like an awesome <laughs> option if you're really not that into the parks or you left a little bit early if because of weather or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have it available. I've passed by it several times already and just looked through the windows and saw that people are having a good time <laughs> in there. So it, it looks really cool. <laughs> so yeah, it's good that they offer it indeed. Uh, uh, there's something, has something for everyone uh, that way. Most definitely. And they really play a wide variety of genres. 
would have been able to find out through research through websites <laughs> is that the concert venue is located on ground level and it hosts live performances pretty much every night. It opens at 6 p.m. and besides the regular kind of dance lessons they offer every Sunday, they also have Latin nights on Tuesday, rock and roll nights on Wednesday, and lounge music on Thursday, which also features some talented cover and indie bands. The full schedule is available online and I'll put a link in the show notes. What's also really great is that the performances correlate with the seasonal events going on. So like this month, it's all about Mardi Gras. So last Saturday, they had the Cajun, and I'm going to mess up this name so bad, Cajun Buexi Band <laughs> performed. I'm sorry, Cajun Buexi Band. But so it's really cool. So depending on what time of the year you're visiting, you're going to get um, some unique performances in there as well. Billy Bob's, the place is rocking a Western country theme. Very similar to what you would find, let's say, in Frontierland or Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. And the main stage, it's not too big. It's located towards the center of the room with scattered seating available. Although if this place gets crowded, from what I could tell in pictures, you'll probably be standing, which (laughs) I would say after a day at the parks, you know, (laughs) your poor feet. (laughs) (laughs) So how about watching a movie? Yeah, <laughs> better option, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so maybe let's move on to the to the next item here in the Disney Village Entertainment options. So that's the Gourmand Cinema, which gets uh, three and a half out of five stars on TripAdvisor. Reviewers are happy that there is a movie theater available, but dislike the lack of English language films. And personally, I have never visited this cinema as well, but it's quite a big complex with 15 screens, including IMAX and 4DX options for a more immersive movie experience. I like the fact that there is a cinema since film is such a big part of the Disney DNA, but to be honest, I prefer to go to the parks, to the rides, see the shows and stroll through the the, the Disney shops. Uh, and, And those are all things that I can't do at home while you can see a movie well anywhere (laughs) Uh, and i an issue that i have with this cinema is that it has a lot of movies shown in the french spoken versions like the TripAdvisor reviews mentioned uh, too which just doesn't work for me personally but the good news is that some bigger movies like um, avengers endgame uh, recently are shown in english every now and then so be sure to Check uh, the language on the program before buying your tickets. So have you ever watched a movie uh, here, uh, Eric? No, Niels, I haven't actually. You know, I've been... I've always walked by it and thought, okay, it's a, it's really nice that they have it. If again, like at right. Billy Bob's, if the weather is bad and you're just tired and you want to have a seat and relax and watch a cool flick, but <laughs> at the end of the day, like you said, it's like this is something you can do pretty much anywhere. You don't need to go to Disneyland Paris to watch a movie. No, <laughs> um, I think it's nice that it has an IMAX built in, so you've got that nice, large, high quality screen with the laser projection. So mm-hmm. I guess not every theater has that. So that's a little bit of a plus. But from what I could tell, the movie theater has been retrofitted so <laughs> online they call it not an IMAX but a LIMAX what this basically means is that the screen is a bit smaller than at the purpose-built IMAX theaters so right. it's kind of a yeah <laughs> could so, be disappointing uh, could be disappointing sense. yeah and at the end of the day I totally agree with you like I just want to maximize when I'm at Disneyland Paris, maximize the things that I can't do in my hometown. So yeah, definitely. I'm going to stick to the parks, but again, great option. (laughs) Talking about things that you can't do in your hometown, Buffalo Bill's Wild West show with Mickey and friends. So this is a Wild West dinner show that features real animals, real horses, 
that runs from Friday to Tuesday. And there are two shows. <laughs> One is at 6.30 p.m. and the other at 9.30 p.m. On TripAdvisor, it's rated really well. It's got 4.5 out of 5 stars. And reviewers really enjoyed the show and atmosphere. But the food, well, they thought it was only okay. Which I also have to <laughs> agree with. As a main, you get sausage, chicken, unpeeled baby potatoes, and two ribs. And if you order the vegetarian option, be sure to tell them, by the way, that you want that as soon as you enter the venue because you'll get a special slip that you can put on the table so the staff knows that you're not going to get any of that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you're served unpeeled mini potatoes, green beans with various veggies, and a bit of pasta. So yeah, overall the food was fine, but really nothing to go crazy over. As for drinks, during the main show you can choose between Coke, water, and beer. These also get refilled regularly so the waiters will come by with these big jugs and just refill everybody's cups. At at the end of the meal, optionally, you can also get an espresso or coffee. And ooh, I almost forgot the dessert, the most important part. <laughs> you get an <laughs> apple pie with a scoop of ice cream, which was actually my favorite part of the dinner. It's super yummy. Sounds good. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Especially the, the apple pie, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for anybody who knows in advance that they'd like to try this Wild West style dinner and show, just to be on the safe side, I would definitely recommend making reservations by phone or even better yet by email so you don't have to wait. And I'll put a link down the show notes for that. When we tried our luck with that, well, we called and we just waited in the loop for like 15 minutes and nobody answered. So after a while, we just hung up and we just decided to try our luck at the counter. So there are two categories available. Category two, which is the more affordable option, the seatings in the far left, far right and rear of the theater and category one, which is what we tried. <laughs> and this is 80 euros per person and you're sitting closer to the action and it's really nice. So we got lucky. We got tickets. Honestly, the theater wasn't even completely full. So oh. I think there's a fairly good chance that you'll get in even if you can't make reservations ahead of time. But <laughs> better yeah. safe than sorry. Yeah, I, I still have to see that show one day as I hear indeed really good uh, things about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and it's actually the well, one of the longest running dinner shows in Europe. Uh, so crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I've never been there, unfortunately. No, it's, it's really worth checking out. I mean, you walk in and you really feel like you're in some kind of Texas roadhouse type of establishment in the United States because you've got all these neon signs and just all this beautiful dark wood spaces. Yeah, it's, it's really worth checking out. I mean, just for the atmosphere and the amazing show, of course, at the end of the day. Right. And the whole experience, it lasts around two hours and 30 minutes. So ah, it's a, <laughs> it's a full evening. You've got a full <laughs> evening right there. Yeah. You're divided into these teams, so there's like a competitive element to the shows, which is really cute. So you either are at the red, yellow, green, or blue team, and you'll get a cool little cowboy hat that you can keep and take home with you accordingly. <laughs> and at the end of the <laughs> evening, one of the teams... Which you could wear when riding Big Thunder Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the danger, the danger, <laughs> or it can fly in somebody's face. <laughs> well, I think you have to take it off. Uh, I saw some uh, guys wearing caps uh, one day and they uh, had to take it off. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. I think they also make you take the Mickey ears off, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, uh, yeah I saw that once too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you arrive there on time, there is a little 30 minute pre show with some really nice live country music. It's super cute and very entertaining. I, th I actually thought the pre show was as entertaining as the main show and yeah like i mentioned before the main show itself features horse riding stunts uh, some competitive elements 
Native American dancing, and some comedic segments. It's almost completely in English. The show itself is really nice, but what really makes this experience worthwhile is the complete package with the food and the atmosphere and the drinks and the service. Um, it just fits the whole Western theme they've got going on, especially in Disneyland Paris, which I think we have the most beautiful frontier land. This just adds to the amazing Western style type attractions we have available. Yeah. <laughs> What's also really cool is I found out that Buffalo Bills was actually a real show that performed in Europe from 1887 to 1906. Wow. So a lot of the photographs they have hanging around in the lobby are the real photographs from the real show that toured uh, Europe during that time, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, so that they, they, they keep the spirit alive. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, overall, I'd really recommend the experience. If you're looking for something other than just a usual dinner and you'd like some entertainment as well, you'd like to be sitting instead of standing at Billy Bob's, this is a really great option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and especially when it's a rainy day. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely, yeah. Shall we move on to Panoramagique? Please, yes. yes. So it got five out of five stars on TripAdvisor. Reviewers enjoyed the view, but some were disappointed that it's not operational on windy days. It's one of the biggest hot air balloons in the world, and it's located right at Lake Disney. It takes up a maximum of 30 guests at a time for uh, about six minutes experience with a great view over Disneyland Paris and its surroundings. My wife and daughter actually went up one day, but I never did. But so if you want to do this, be sure to go there only when the weather conditions are really good. Otherwise, uh, you just don't get in. <laughs> Also be aware that this is a, a paid experience. So adults are, I think, 12 euros and kids six. And in the past, I've also heard that there were discounts for annual pass holders, but I couldn't find it anywhere in the current annual pass list of benefits anymore. So I'm, I'm not sure if still if those discounts are still there, but you can always ask for it uh, as you never know, of course. So did you ever get up, Eric? Uh, or <laughs> You know, I haven't been up there yet. I've always been really intrigued by it. But <laughs> yeah. after watching the YouTube video, I realized I have vertigo <laughs> from this. Because well. the, the center of the... I always assumed that the because it's round from the outside you see the basket yeah. right with the cable attached and i always assumed the middle the whole middle part was filled out but actually it's just like a thin circular <laughs> walking loop in the middle like it's like a yes. donut basically so there's a hole in the middle <laughs> and you can see to the bottom so i'm like I, I, I don't know if i'm gonna go on that honestly i'm sure it's super safe and the views are so spectacular but uh, yeah and especially nowadays you can see what's happening behind the uh, hotel new york uh, <laughs> fences <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's very intriguing yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you don't want to risk getting arrested for flying a drone this is a, a good legal option this is the best option yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> Yeah, and last and perhaps least, depending on where you're coming from, there is a stadium or an arcade available. So this is a basic arcade that's located right by the sports bar underneath the giant LED screen. It's also worth noting that the Disney Village public restrooms are located there as well, <laughs> in case you need to go sometime and are just there for shopping instead of dining. Inside, you'll find a lot of the basics that you would expect from an arcade. You'll find air hockey, racing games like the Ferrari F355 Challenge, Dance Dance Revolution, Pac-Man, and Dead Heat. I mean, if you're visiting from the States, it's really not that special <laughs> since you'll find an arcade just like it at pretty much every single mall. 
However, here in Europe, especially me coming from Germany, these are not that common. Although it does cost extra to play the game, so that's worth noting, and they do take these one euro coins. Yeah, so bring your coins. Yeah, definitely <laughs> bring your coins. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've been there only once, and it was a few years back. Um, I had some fun playing the air hockey, but honestly, I didn't spend that much time there. Right, yeah. I, I guess that I'm not that much into Disney Village entertainment at all. <laughs> as I've never been here, too. <laughs> I just walked by uh, when going to the public toilet, indeed. <laughs> but uh, no, never, uh, never went inside. <laughs> Maybe good to add a couple more entertainment options that well, I, I just want to quickly touch here before going on with uh, the dining options in uh, Disney Village. Between the McDonald's and Lake Disney, you'll also find two big tents, the white big tents. Uh, the first one is called Disney Village Dome, which is already quite impressive, but the other one is really massive. It's the Disney Events Arena. Both are used for external business events, but sometimes also for Disney events. Uh, like I've had to pick up my Excess wristbands for Disney fan days at the Disney Village Dome. Uh, that was last year, I believe in June. And the event arena hosts the Run Disney Event Expo and the BIP uh, pickups, uh, for example. So there are moments that um, <laughs> you can actually access those huge uh, tents. Other entertainment can be found at the Disney Village stage. It's a small stage where simple musical and humoristic entertainment is offered sometimes. Usually focused on the little ones, I believe, but you can check out the Disney Village program to see what's happening over there. And one more thing that I want to mention is that there are little festivals hosted at Disney Village, like the Blues Weekend, St. Patrick's Day, the Country and Western uh, Jamboree, a rock and roll festival, uh, and so on. So you can find more information in the Disney Village program again, or on the Disneyland Paris website underneath the uh, events section. So let's take a look at the bar and dining options uh, at Disney Village, starting with Annette's Diner. Um, Disney labels this as a table service restaurant, an American diner style, and it gets three and a half out of five stars on TripAdvisor. People say that they enjoyed the atmosphere and food, but were dissatisfied with uh, the quality of the food for breakfast. So Annette's is an all-American restaurant. It's typical Happy Days style from the 50s, complete with jukeboxes, TVs playing um, vintage uh, music videos. Oh, so nice. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really cool. And <laughs> it's like the old days. Part of the waiting uh, staff even serves you on roller skates. So that's <laughs> a really cool, authentic theming feature here. They do offer breakfast, lunch and dinner, so you can go there all day. But I never went there for breakfast, so I can't agree or disagree with the TripAdvisor reviewers on the, on the bad breakfast. But as said, it's typical American, so expect a lot of burger varieties, hot dogs, milkshakes. It's like premium fast food, and I personally really liked the burger with a French twist, actually, uh, which has blue cheese uh, in it. Oh, sounds so good. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I feel and like blue cheese makes almost everything any salty better. better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I personally also like the uh, the pepper jack cheese uh, burger, uh, which is a bit more spicy, and also the well, quite simple but delicious cheddar hot dog. Uh, well, it's uh, a good choice. <laughs> I guess I like everything with cheese. But uh, yeah, another great thing at uh, Annette's is that they have some well, really big American sodas uh, to choose from, like a lemon coke or Sprite, which is a coke or Sprite with a lot, and I really mean a lot of freshly squeezed uh, lemon juice. And the cherry coke is also uh, homemade with cherry uh, syrup. So that's uh, pretty cool. It's not uh, the standard 
pre-bottled Coke versions. Freshly made with love. Yeah, with love. <laughs> and you should also try the Coke float. So that's a, a Coke with a scoop of vanilla ice in it. And it's really delicious. That is so <laughs> retro and I love it. I've never actually had that before, but it sounds amazing. I've seen it in like a bunch of movies and yeah. I was always like, oh my gosh, I wonder what that tastes like. So, And you, you've had it, Niels? Yes, I have had, yeah, I've had it multiple times. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, it, it's great. Well, it, it, it's like the, the, the vanilla Coke that you can buy in some stores so um, mm. but then a bit more creamy <laughs> yeah so it's Amazing. a it's a good combination of uh, yeah of flavors and it doesn't take uh, reservations so that's uh, that's a pity <laughs> and uh, usually it also has quite uh, a long waiting line so be early or late or well at least reserve some time in your schedule uh, to wait as this restaurant is operated by disney uh, you can use vouchers from several meal plans and you can also get a discount with your annual pass the magic plus or uh, infinity pass so did, did you ever had a burger over there or oh my gosh not yet but i've been in love with this place like personally i have such a design crush on <laughs> anything that uses neon and this has one of the most beautiful neon oh yeah uh, what how would you even call it like architectural neon integration that i've ever seen in my entire life so it's basically these cyan and magenta neon stripes that start appearing on top of one another and they dance around a little bit and flash and it just has this wonderful bit of retro glamour to it and having the people on there on roller skates just sounds like such a fabulous safety hazard and i love it and i can't <laughs> i don't want to see that so bad i've gotten to see that yet but it sounds amazing <laughs> yeah it, it, it definitely is yeah we, we go there quite a lot of times when we visit the parks especially <laughs> on the last day when we don't do the full day then well, we usually end up with uh, <laughs> a burger at the net. <laughs> so I'm assuming since this is one of the first restaurants that you come across next to Planet Hollywood, it does fill up really quickly after the fireworks show. It's on my bucket list. I'm going to go there on my next trip. I've already got it set down. Right. <laughs> so Billy Bob's Country Western Saloon. We're kind of coming back to the concerts at Billy Bob's here. The Western Saloon, or let's just call it a bar is basically located well the concert venue and the bar are one and the same thing if you go see a concert you'll be at the bar it's rated with 3.5 out of 5 stars on TripAdvisor and again reviewers enjoyed the drinks and atmosphere but weren't fans of the service and organization Really, I don't have that much to add here. It's rocking the same Western atmosphere since you're in the same building. <laughs> and yeah. you can get alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages, as well as some small snacks like nachos or a salad. But it definitely isn't the place you want to grab dinner at. It does serve up some great after-dinner entertainment with the live music and the good drinks. <laughs> right. Have you tried a good combination? No, I've, I've never been, uh, been there. Or maybe I've been there once... But that was then many years ago, and well, I can't really remember, so it didn't make a big impression. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no, I don't really have to add something here. So shall we then move on to Cafe Mickey? Please. Yes, okay. Cafe Mickey usually is referred uh, to as a character dining table service restaurant uh, with a traditional Italian menu. Reservations are accepted and it gets uh, three and a half out of five stars on TripAdvisor. People enjoyed the characters but were disappointed by the lack of vegetarian or vegan options. So as the name says, it's a restaurant themed around Mickey Mouse, but I have to say that theming is a bit simplistic and a little bit outdated as well. Mm. It should look far classier, in my opinion, especially with the high menu prices. Uh, but the, Most definitely. Yeah, it's, it's really expensive these days. But 
The absolute reason to go there are the classic Disney characters that visit well, all tables for some interaction, a picture, an autograph. And I remember that Mickey was usually joined by three other characters like Minnie, Goofy, Pluto. We had Eeyore once, Tigger. It's a great experience when you have kids or when you're into characters, but just don't go there for a relaxed and <laughs> quiet dinner. <laughs> um, I haven't been there for a while, but the, the quality used to be uh, pretty good. And when I visited, it was a la carte uh, with some menu options, but nowadays it's a fixed price menu, which is 65 euros, excluding drinks for adults and 35 for children, uh, which includes a soda. So it's definitely not the cheapest uh, option to have dinner. And you have a, well, a limited choice, like four starters, uh, eight main courses, and maybe four uh, desserts. So yeah, it's something to consider if, uh, if you're really into characters, um, uh, not just uh, for the food, uh, in my opinion. And the premium meal plan is accepted here, so you can get your vouchers uh, <laughs> being used here, or use your annual pass to get, uh, get a reduction on the, on the price. So we haven't been there. And the reason why we haven't been there is because my husband is vegetarian. Right. And we're considering like maybe, you know, a special evening out. Like you mentioned, it's it's a bit expensive. So it's not the cheapest dinner option. But I think really it's about the experience and getting to meet your favorite characters without no. having to wait in a 90 minute line. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the food does look really good. I totally agree. The place needs a facelift and it definitely should be very classy at a 65 euro price range. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe in the future when if the menu gets an overhaul and they're a little bit more inclusive of those kinds of vegetarian or vegan diets, we'll check it out. I've, I've never done a character dining experience before. I've really wanted to try it. It seems like a really fun experience to have yeah. Mickey and Minnie come by your table. Yeah, and, and, and they even interact with adults. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's not just something for kids. It's actually quite funny to see them. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Approaching adults and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and having, uh, well, really nice... Uh, nice interactions yeah. Yeah. i think i totally just yeah. lied accidentally by the way because i remember when i was seven i was at some kind of character dining but it was so long ago you guys i can't like i can't and you'll, i can't even <laughs> remember anything other than like hugging daisy and being a little terrified because i was a kid and those characters appeared gigantic to me <laughs> yeah i, I can, can, can truly imagine that that kids are a bit afraid of them. Yeah. yeah but not all kids like i was there with my cousin and she was all over those characters like she would not let them go and i was just in the corner like <laughs> they're bigger than on the tv <laughs> So um, that's the pricier option. If you're looking for something super affordable, you've also got Earl of Sandwich, which is a counter service restaurant. It's it's fairly similar to Subway, but I think the name's a lot cooler. <laughs> Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> it's rated with a four out of five stars on TripAdvisor, making this one of the best rated establishments at Disney Village, which I thought was pleasantly surprising. Yeah. And reviewers really enjoyed the fairly priced sandwiches but thought the service was sometimes lacking. Now, what's really cool is that this chain was actually founded by John Montague, who is the 11th Earl of Sandwich. Yes, there is actually a real Earl of Sandwich, and he's the guy, well, his great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-father invented the sandwich <laughs> when he was playing, I think, some kind of a card game or something, and uh, requested that the cook put a piece of pork between two slices of bread. So there you go, the inventor of the sandwich. <laughs> this place has got this whole library vibe going on with the walls that are filled from floor to ceiling with 
vintage books combined with a pretty sleek modernist interior. And the sandwiches hold up with what you would get at Subway. I would say they're even a little bit better. I love how you can get a side of potato wedges here as well and not just like the standard bag of chips. So that's definitely a plus. Right. Yeah, I also prefer it over uh, Subway indeed. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, and if you're not into sandwiches, they also have salads, soups, wraps, which is great. My only disappointment is that you can't refill your drinks even though they have a soda fountain, which seems kind of... <laughs> doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, I once heard that it's, it's part of the French law or culture. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> but that there are restrictions in France to uh, just have to refills. Um, yeah, no more cola <laughs> for no you. No more cola. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a, a good habit. <laughs> yeah, if the place is full or preparation process of your sandwiches is taking a bit longer you might also get a pager that vibrates when your meal is ready to be picked up so you can take a seat you don't have to be standing around there which i think is really nice yeah definitely and maybe good to mention that uh, they're also open uh, for breakfast so that is such a good point yeah yeah a yogurt or a fruit bowl or chips or cookies <laughs> but uh, you, you can grab something uh, yeah well to go while walking to the park or just uh, make a quick stop uh, over there when you're um, especially coming from one of the official Disney hotels and, and walk to the parks. That's a super great tip, especially maybe if Starbucks has a long line, this is a great alternative to get exactly. something. And it's like I said before, that's affordable. It's an affordable option. So if you're on a budget, this is the place for you. Yeah, exactly. And it's also maybe nice to mention that uh, Earl of Sandwich has more locations, uh, mainly in the US. But the first one actually was opened at Downtown Disney, which is now Disney Springs at uh, Walt Disney World. So yeah, uh, there's also a, a historic uh, Disney link uh, here. <laughs> yeah, a big businessman behind uh, the franchise is uh, Robert Earl, uh, as, as you mentioned. But he also owns the Planet Hollywood restaurant, which oh, we yes. uh, touch up uh, <laughs> a bit later on. Time for the next restaurant, which is uh, Five Guys, another counter service uh, uh, restaurant. It gets uh, three out of five stars on TripAdvisor and people enjoyed the burgers, but found the atmosphere left something to be desired. <laughs> <laughs> they even called it a dirty restaurant, which yeah, I unfortunately can agree with. No, no. <laughs> Ew, you guys, Especially clean during, it up. Uh, let's say, dinner time. It's really busy and uh, yeah, they're not really cleaning up uh, well, the, the tables in oh, between. Oh, sad. So, uh, hashtag yeah. sad. Yeah. But it's a great place to have a burger or hot dog or milkshake. There are no menus, so every uh, item has to be ordered separately. There are two things that I love about Five Guys. So that's the huge list of ingredients and sauces that you can choose from to customize your burger or uh, hot dog. And I also like the Coca-Cola freestyle machines, which I was quite used to when visiting uh, Walt Disney World in uh, Orlando. So these uh, serve a variety of soda brands and flavors, and you, know, you, you can make a lot of combinations. Like you can choose the regular Coke and then add uh, flavors like mango or strawberry or um, oh, nice. <laughs> lime. Or, yeah, so that's really cool. You can also do that with Diet Coke or Zero, uh, etc. And um, with Sprite, Fanta. Uh, so there are a lot of well combinations possible uh, with these machines. All the sugar, all the sugar in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I actually have a tip here about these sodas. Although it's not clear to everyone, you can get free refills here. But you have to ask the staff for a new cup. You cannot just refill the first cup because there's some kind of chip in the cup that limits uh, well the cup to one serving. 
And it's the same way the machines operate at uh, Walt Disney World. But you can just go to the counter and ask for a new cup and then um, you can choose, uh, well, a different flavor uh, to try. That is such a good hack. <laughs> I'm going to remember yeah, that. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, so it's great. Uh, I tried it last time and uh, and they just provided the cup for free. So it really worked. <laughs> <laughs> so there are no annual pass reductions here for people um, <laughs> like me, unfortunately. It, it, it could be busy and uh, a bit dirty and well indeed the atmosphere is well not really <laughs> inspirational it's really light uh, bright and uh, yeah the, the, the red and white color <laughs> scheme is not really uh, interesting uh, <laughs> to me but it's uh, it's it's a standard fast food restaurant to see yeah yeah, yeah. i'm really curious w- would you say would you or do you personally prefer a five guys burger over a mcdonald's burger uh, yes, yes. And that's because you can customize it more. Ah, okay. Yeah. This is another place I'm shameful to admit that I've never been to, but I've always been super curious about it. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to try. If I'm ever there by myself and my husband isn't with me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll go treat myself to yeah. a burger there. <laughs> you can add some, uh, well, uh, some spicy sauce or uh, jalapenos or tomatoes oh, or nice. well, whatever to your burger and, and also to your hot dog. So uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's really cool. So it, it's a more um, custom process for them to prepare uh, your meal and that also means that it's always fresh so that's uh, that's a good thing yeah and heading back over to some table service restaurants so king ludwig's castle (laughs) this place is serving up some bavarian medieval realness and it's rated with 3.5 out of 5 stars on tripadvisor and reviews really enjoyed the fun atmosphere and the medieval decor but found it to be kind of pricey and maybe not have the best Best value available. (laughs) This place really is all about the interior, which is sort of a shame when you're craving some amazing German food. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the place. (laughs) It's not bad, but it's not amazing. So it's it's fine. What is amazing, though, is that it's drop dead gorgeous. This has like these amazing giant hand painted murals and they're surrounded by a beautiful bronze statue <laughs> of I'm guessing some kind of a king or something riding his horse maybe even King Ludwig himself mm-hmm. I'm not sure <laughs> but indeed there's a rider <laughs> in the center but not, not sure who it is let's just say it is King Ludwig <laughs> yeah. and you've got just all this beautiful woodwork surrounding you even the ceiling is drop dead gorgeous with these cute little flags and it's painted in some parts too it's great in terms of food you can expect to find things like schnitzel stroganoff burgers pasta and for some really weird reason tandoori chicken <laughs> which doesn't really fit the theme but hey there you go if you're craving some indian food i guess this is the place to go to the village <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> yeah they also have uh, have a salmon steak or a hamburger or a goat cheese salad so there are some other options uh, indeed uh, to choose from most definitely yeah i mean what really makes this place fabulous is the decor it even looks like a mini castle from the outside it's very cute yeah it does yeah <laughs> have you been to can look with sneels uh yes I, i've been there once and that was uh, christmas eve last year actually <laughs> <laughs> So not really a special Christmas dinner, but yeah. Did they at least have like some decorations there? I can imagine like a German Bavaria. Yes, there were a lot of decorations, nice uh, Christmas lights all over the place. And they even had a special Christmas uh, menu that evening, Ah, but it it, it wasn't required to make use of it. So we just um, had an uh, a la carte uh, meal from the regular menu. I took the fish and chips, which was good, but well, not special at all. So um, yeah, it was... uh, A bit like, uh, well, any other uh, fish and chips uh, that you could get uh, elsewhere. 
And although it's not a Disney-owned restaurant, I was able to get a 10% discount with my Magic Plus pass. So <laughs> that was a good thing, <laughs> especially on Christmas Eve with the high prices everywhere. Nice. <laughs> Work that discount. Yeah. And, and a nice fun fact is that this restaurant is named <laughs> uh, well, after the king, of course, but he was the second from Bavaria in Germany. A nice fun fact is that the restaurant is named after the king, but uh, Walt Disney was charmed by Ludwig's uh, castle and he used it as his inspiration for Sleeping Beauty Castle in Disneyland in Anaheim. <laughs> so there's a great historic Disney connection here uh, too, which, well, most people will miss, I guess. Oh, that's super interesting. This is a nice uh, little, yeah. I love these kind of background infos. I think it's so fascinating because um, the, the Imagineers, they consider all these elements, right? When they're designing these restaurants and creating experiences. So it's awesome to get a little insights. Yeah. So it's not just be there. It's, it, yeah, it, it yeah. has a reason. That's yeah. so cool. So shall we go to La Grange? At Billy Bob's. Yes, I'm hungry. Let's go. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's labeled as a Tex-Mex international uh, buffet. Uh, reservations are accepted and it gets three and a half out of five stars uh, on TripAdvisor. Reviewers like the wide variety of food and didn't enjoy the uh, cafeteria atmosphere. Actually, La Grange means barn <laughs> in French. <laughs> and it's located at Classy. one of the upper floors. <laughs> Classy. Uh, at one of the upper floors from uh, Billy Bob's. Um, adults pay 35 euros and kids 18 euros, and that includes uh, a soda. It's operated by Disney, and you can use your meal vouchers here or get your annual pass discount. I never <laughs> had dinner here, and um, but we, we actually reserved uh, a table twice last year, <laughs> but we never made it uh, <laughs> to the restaurant. <laughs> so the first time was for Christmas Eve, uh, and a lot of restaurants had special menus for that evening at a well a really premium charge. Mm -hmm. And for that evening, you couldn't reserve those restaurants via the Disney Paris website. You already had to call Disney, but I was able to book a table at uh, La Grange for Christmas Eve. So I well wasn't expecting a special Christmas menu for that reason. But when we came there, there was a long line of people <laughs> who booked the table. Oh no. <laughs> and there was also some kind of sticker placed over the regular buffet price on the menu display outside. <laughs> and the price doubled, I believe. So like 70 wow. euros <laughs> for an adult. So we decided to have a look at King Ludwig's <laughs> next door as that wasn't busy at all. And um, yeah, then we canceled uh, like Grange. And I think we paid around 70 euros for two main courses and two desserts and a full kids menu and three sodas at, uh, at King Ludwig's uh, with the annual pass discounts. Uh, so that was uh, <laughs> almost the same as, uh, well, one adult that evening at, at uh, La Grange. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, something to be aware of um, <laughs> when you're visiting, let's say, uh, Disneyland Paris at Christmas Eve or maybe uh, New Year's Eve, <laughs> that the prices uh, might be uh, doubled. That's definitely good to know. Yeah. W one thing you just reminded me of talking about King Ludwig's before I forget is that while I was checking out some of the reviews online, mm -hmm. people mentioned that it's always a great place. Like if everything's booked, usually you'll be able to grab a table at King Ludwig's. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a really good thing to remember if it's yeah, super crowded. always an option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually the second time that we canceled Lagrange was just because we changed our plans for that evening. So yeah, it, it's still one for me to, uh, to do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's the only buffet option in Disney Village, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm happy they have it. I'm happy they have it. 
if you just haven't eaten all day and you're ready to stuff yourself, this is probably the best option <laughs> for you. And they've got a pretty good variety of Tex-Mex food options. And you've got your starters, your salad bar, and your entrees. So yeah, I, I think Lagrange just got you covered if you're looking for a good buffet at Disneyland Paris. Yeah, super, super, super cheap option here. McDonald's, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's rated with three out of five stars on TripAdvisor, and reviewers like the affordable prices. Yeah, I do too. But a lot of folks thought that the food took a very long time, especially for McDonald's. So I guess fast food turned slow food. <laughs> yeah, people were reporting 40-minute waits, so that's that's quite a bit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So the world-famous Golden Arched Marvel sits slightly hidden, in my opinion, unless you're, of course, at one of the fabulous events in the tent. But other than that, it's kind of hidden in, I don't want to call it a a back alley. That sounds really (laughs) shady, but you do have to turn your head at the exact moment you're passing the Disney fashion store not to miss it. And it's it's nestled to the rear of the steakhouse. And like all McDonald's, it's an affordable source of calories and fat, which is fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it. (laughs) And and the good thing is that McDonald's is open all day. So you can go there for breakfast or lunch or dinner or even for a midnight snack. (laughs) Definitely good to know the breakfast options. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it is. What I really enjoy about the place is that there is an outdoor as well as an indoor seating area. During a warm summer's evening, you can enjoy the fresh air, even if it's raining because they have these nice canopies that cover the area. Other than that, it's furnished in pretty standard, sleek McDonald's furnishing. It's got kind of like this dark blue color scheme and some wooden textures in there as well. Um, Expect to find fun accessories like garbage somebody left lying around, adding to the authentic ambience of the place. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, but for real, you guys, if you're looking for your basic McDonald's experience, which I'm 99.99% sure most of you have had before, you're in good hands here, but don't expect any Disney magic at this dining location. (laughs) I have nothing to add there. So let's move on to New York style sandwiches then. It's a really small counter service restaurant offering snacks um, as per the website. And on TripAdvisor, it gets two and a half out of five stars. So quite a low rating, even lower than the McDonald's. This is, I think, our worst rated yeah. one yet. Yeah, I think out of all of them, this is the worst I rated think so location. Too, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to trash you, uh, <laughs> no, New York style sandwiches. So <laughs> TripAdvisor reviewers liked the breakfast options, but thought that lunch or dinner was a bad deal in terms of value. And an okay taste only. Yeah, it's a small operated counter service next to the sports bar. Uh, you can eat in or ask for a paperback to take it uh, with you. They have three menus, a ham sandwich, pasta or pizza and uh, a kids menu of course. But there are also some a la carte options like fish and chips, a hot dogs, some pizzas, wraps, pasta I believe. And of course, uh, a sandwich, the sandwich from the menu. It's a good place to grab a coffee, although Starbucks has better ones. (laughs) But that's far busier a lot of times, uh, as you mentioned uh, earlier. So you can get a coffee or ice cream here on your trip to the parks or back to the hotel. So um, that's a good thing to do here. Overall, (laughs) New York style sandwiches doesn't have a very special menu. But uh, well, on the other hand, there's something for everyone. I had a cheese pizza one day and it was pretty okay for a quick service restaurant, but... Well, that place doesn't look very special. It's outdated. And yeah, if the weather is good, you can actually sit really nice outside on the terrace and watch all people walking by. So it's more appealing to me than uh, 
just uh, go in and um, <laughs> have your dinner over there. Yeah, I mean, this place, like the name implies, is inspired by the sandwich places you find around New York City. I feel like it's almost too authentic because it's just so uninspiring and small. It really looks like it could be somewhere <laughs> in New York. <laughs> yeah, and, and they actually don't have that much sandwiches, so I'm not sure <laughs> about the name, <laughs> if it's a real fit. But uh, yeah. yeah, I would say probably skip this one if you're looking for a nice experience. If you're just looking for something, grab yeah. and go. Yeah, it works. <laughs> it, it works out fine. <laughs> Now we've reached the end of part one. Be sure to tune back in for part two, which will be released within the coming weeks. I'd also like to thank Niels very, very much for coming on the show. You guys, be sure to check out Niels' amazing Instagram. You can find him under the handle at Capturing Disney Parks, on Twitter under at Cap Disney Parks, and check out his website, CapturingDisneyParks.com. Listener question. This week's question comes from Paul, who sent in a few really great questions, so I might come back to Paul's email in the next episode. Hi Eric, in Disneyland Paris, or in Paris in general, am I supposed to tip? And if so, how much and what? Example, the servers at sit-down restaurants, at bars, the luggage handlers, housekeeping, in the hotels, taxis, concierge? I've read multiple articles that say you're not supposed to tip in France, as in the USA. However, and this is what confused me, the articles will then say, but if you do tip, it needs to be in cash. My thought is, if I'm not supposed to tip, then why are you advising me it needs to be in cash? Can you let me know what's proper? Hi Paul, first of all, thank you so much for that amazing question. So, tipping in France is pretty much only expected at sit-down table restaurants. The exception may be giving a few euros to the back boy at a five-star hotel, or another exclusive venue. At a restaurant, 10% is what is expected when you've had good service, and 15-20% to for excellent service. We've never had an experience at a restaurant where, where we couldn't tip by credit card. You can usually just tell them the final price you'd like to pay, including the tip. So let's say you get a bill for 55 euros, then you could just tell the waiter, please make it 60. And that's how much they'll type in the card reader. And they can deduct the difference. So that would mean they would get a 5 euro tip. Some higher-end restaurants might also include an extra tipping box on the receipt like they do in the States, but this really isn't the norm. So thank you so much, Paul, for that amazing question. If you have any questions regarding Disneyland Paris, feel free to send them to us under DisneylandParisNow at Yahoo.com or over our social media channels. You can find us on Instagram under the handle at Ermagique, on Twitter under at NowDisneyland, and on Facebook. Please make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever the platform of your choice is. And we would so very much appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on your favorite platform. It really does help out a lot. Thank you so much, you guys. Also, thank you to WDWNT.com, DisneylandParis.com, and TheDLPGeek.com, all of which are the excellent sources for the information compiled in this episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining me today for Armagique. This is Eric. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Armagique is an unofficial podcast made with love and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries. This episode is not sponsored. All promotional or advertised content will be clearly identified. <laughs>